the heart of art, scoping the Brussels Valley for the best artists and bringing them to your radio. Ladies and gentlemen, your host, Hector Nino. Hello, good evening everyone, and welcome back to the KMU Studios. My name is Hector Nino, and you're listening to The Heart of Art. Alright, to begin our show today, we will begin with a couple art announcements. And the first one is actually um, from the Academy of Visual and Performing Arts. They are going to be having a performance titled The Queen's Cartoonist that will take place tomorrow, March 24th at 7.30pm in the Rudder Theatre. Uh, this is a concert that will be filled with music from classic cartoons and contemporary animation. So there is some fun for the whole family. Make sure you check it out at the MSC box office to get some tickets. And as well as the Brazos Valley Symphony Orchestra will be having a concert uh, this Sunday, March 27th from 5 to 7 p.m. This is actually a uh, an honor to Maestro Busiki's 25th anniversary as conductor of the BVSO, uh, the Brazos Valley Symphony Orchestra. So congratulations to him. And this concert will be filled with Latin-flavored music that will make you want to get up off your seat and start dancing. So make sure you go check that out on their website in the Brazos Valley Symphony Orchestra website. All right, now for our guest, we have Debbie Jasik. She is a glass artist here in the Brazos Valley and has a business uh, called Brazos Glass Works. She actually started uh, her working glass after her military service of 14 years. And she was actually the first class uh, that women were allowed to enroll here at A&M. So we have a really interesting conversation. Um, and for our second half, we will be having another performance by the United States Army Field Band and Soldiers Chorus. And this song will be the Jedi Steps and Finale from Star Wars The Force Awakens. So this is a fun one I know you guys are going to love. Uh, and once again, thank you to Dr. Ball, the director of the Academy of Visual and Performing Arts, for allowing me to be there and record. And also thank you to Chrissy Day, who was the stage manager there that day that was able to facilitate uh, me recording this. So yeah, sit back and relax and enjoy the show. Hello, good evening everyone, and welcome back to the Camia Studios. I am Hector Nino, and this is The Heart of Art. Today in the studio we have Debbie Jasik, who is a stained glass artist here in the Brazos Valley and co-owner of Brazos Glassworks. If you'd like to check out her work, you can go to the website brazosglassworks.com or visit them in historic downtown Bryan at 202B West 26th Street, Bryan, Texas 77803. Hello, Debbie. How are you today? I'm fine. How are you? Doing great. Excited for a conversation. I don't really know much about stained glass, so I am willing to be educated. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, actually, we're a whole lot more than stained glass. Oh, really? Uh, yes. Um, stained glass has been around forever. And, you know, one of the things that you think of when you think of stained glass, of course, is churches. And the churches started stained glass all the way back into the medieval times because people couldn't read. So it was a way to convey stories when they were sitting in church. So many of the windows when you go to the old churches of Europe are actually the stories from the Bible. 
Yeah, yeah. Oh, but that's really interesting. Wow. <laughs> and and that. since then, you know, uh, everyone knows about Tiffany, and uh, you know Frank Lloyd Wright with his houses uh, use stained glass, and in fact, there's actually a whole uh, genre of stained glass called the Prairie Style, which is patterned after a lot of the Frank Lloyd Wright style in architecture. Wow. Uh, so we we do stained glass. We do custom work primarily, mm-hmm. and that actually falls on my business partner, uh, Barbara Peavy. She's been doing stained glass for years and years and years, and we also teach it. Right. And yeah. we carry all of the supplies. But I some know. of the other things we do at the shop is in the last, I would say, 20 years, there has been a uh, a technical evolution in glass where fused glass become, is very important. And what fusing is, is taking glass and putting it in a kiln and forming it into either a sculpture or a functional piece such as a bowl. I've even made spoons wow, out of glass. Out of glass. And cool. so that's something we do and not only do we have our work, but we have work of a number of different individual artists from across both Texas and the Brazos Valley, as well as the United States, right. uh, in our gallery for people to see. Awesome. Well, I encourage people to go check out your work <laughs> <laughs> that is available uh, on your website. Um, so in the show, I like to uh, highlight the individual person right. first. So I'd like to go a little bit on your background and where you're from and how you ended up in the Brazos Valley. Well, uh, I'm originally from down on the coast in Texas, so outside of a little bitty town called Blessing, which is in Matagorda County. And like many people, I came up here to Texas A&M to go to school. I was actually in the first class that women were open enrollment on campus my freshman year in 1972. And after I graduated in 76, which was the centennial class, of course, Mm -hmm. uh, I went into the military. And I was in the military for 14 years in the Army. And when I came back, I decided to come back and take a few classes and try to figure out where I had an idea of what I wanted to do, but I wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. Wound up working for Texas A&M for 23 years with the Texas Transportation Institute. Okay. Uh, I was a specialist in hazardous materials and big truck operations. Wow. And uh, meanwhile, I had been doing art, primarily jewelry, um, all along. It was a stress reliever I started in the military and continued. And so that was how I met my business partner. She was doing stained glass and we decided to form a business in her garage. Was she also in the military? No, she wasn't. She, uh, she had taken, actually took stained glass from Texas A&M. A long time ago, they had something called the University Plus, and it was in the basement of the MSC, and it was open to all uh, Aggies and their their families. And so while her husband was going to school, she took a stained glass class, and they moved away, and they moved back about the same time I did, around 91, 92. And... um, 
like I said, we met and decided to form a business in her garage, and we moved into downtown Bryan in 2007, and we've been there ever since. Wow, it turned out well for you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, so would you say that your love for glass started off through jewelries? Through jewelry, and I always loved glass. I loved going to antique shops. I have a collection of of depression glass and, and old glass in China. So I always loved glass in itself, and I took the jewelry. I, I worked primarily and still do work primarily in both copper and glass. Okay. And was it something difficult to learn? It's... A continuous learning process. Okay. Glass is a very different substance. It um, It's almost living in some ways. And so even when you're an experienced artist, things will pop up, especially when you're working on it with the kiln or perhaps working with the torch doing beadwork. Um, just when you think you've got it mastered and you become very confident, it comes back and, and slaps you back and into reality you. and says, hey, I'm going to do this. Surprise. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so you got to like adapt as you go? Yes. Yeah. You adapt as you go and you learn. There's a lot of physics and chemistry, actually, mm -hmm. that is involved with the glass. For example, the colors of the glass. They're not made with pigments. They're made with minerals. And so, like, when I'm firing a piece, if I'm mixing the different colors of glass, there may be a chemical reaction that happens in that kiln when you heat it up to 1460, 1475 degrees. Whoa. So, you can, once you learn this, you can use that to your benefit to to make unusual things happen uh but a lot of times it's a it's a surprise you know uh it's i always laugh yeah time. i always laugh that fused in glass in some ways is like forrest gump's chocolates you know you mm. never know what you're gonna get you sometimes know. it's really good and sometimes it was oh my gosh what was i thinking when i did that right <laughs> well that's awesome why did you choose glass as a medium of art and not say painting or something else well when you work with glass you you're working in several ways you can create the things that you do with paintings but you can also create functional art hmm. you know it's it's almost a in fact, there is one technique that I do that I call painting with glass, and, and it's actually using enamels and crushed glass to make a scene. But you can also do functional art such as making bowls and plates and platters and things like that that, that can actually be used. So they're both pretty as an art piece, but they're something that is functional as well. And that's very satisfying doing yeah. things like that. Yeah, that's awesome. That glass is just so versatile. You can yes, do it is. so much with it. Yes. Um, I would even say maybe like the fragility of the pieces might even increase its value, would you say? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would I would say so. And I have found one of the things that both Barbara and I do, Barbara does restoration of stained glass. Uh, I call myself the glue queen. There's, I have discovered a number of 
piece of adhesives. Uh, in fact, one I'm working with now uh, was created by the British Museum of Art, and it was to repair their pieces that perhaps got broken or things like that. And it's a type of an epoxy uh, resin. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have four pieces right now in line uh, to be repaired. It's a very tedious, painstaking process. Sometimes I'm using tweezers to put pieces together. And, but all of the pieces that I'm repairing uh, they're very sentimental. So glass in some ways takes on a very sentimental aspect for a lot of people. It's something that can be passed from one generation to another, but because they're fragile, they will break. Yeah. So um, that's something that we see all the time. As, as I say, when people bring me in a, a sack with broken pieces of glass and I'm going, oh no, but then it's like, I'm a sucker when they cry. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, but you can also create something completely yes, new. Yes, and you as can well. create something completely new, and that's one thing we did. We actually had a young lady. We've we've just gotten it finished. Uh, she broke a piece, and and so what we did where we took the pieces and we actually broke them a little more, mm -hmm. and put them in the kiln, and now we've made her a dish for her coffee table. Wow. out of her broken piece of glass. Awesome. That's so poetic. I mean, just take something negative and then turn it into something much more positive. Right, right. right. Awesome, awesome. Um, I was wondering whether you needed any personal protection equipment when you are working on these pieces? Yes, you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, we always use safety glasses. Mm -hmm. And um, for certain chemicals or certain things that we're doing, especially in stained glass, you use gloves. Right. Uh, we protect our clothing um, and things like that. So, um, yeah, there's different protections that you use. And it really is depending on what you're doing. Uh, mm -hmm. We do use masks. We use N95 masks uh, for certain powders. We actually work with, with glass that is powdered so fine that it's about the consistency of flour, or talcum powder. So needless to say, it can create a dust when you're working with it. So you need to be very careful that you're not inhaling or getting too much on your skin because it's still glass. Right, yeah, that can be dangerous yes. <laughs> for sure. Um, what kind of uh, themes do you gravitate towards when you are creating a piece? Is it like nature or uh, you personally, I I'm asking? Personally, I like uh, I like a lot of the abstracts. I like mm -hmm. to create things. Um, I guess my favorite is impressionist, something like a Monet. Uh, mm -hmm. But needless to say, because I'm here in the Brazos Valley, I spend a lot of time doing blue bonnets. Right. Yes. <laughs> Especially this time of year. In fact, mm -hmm. uh, one piece that I just finished yesterday. Uh, I actually finished two pieces yesterday. One was, uh, is a commission, and it's a scene of a blue bonnet uh, and an old windmill and an old house. Uh, so it's going to be fused today. It's made all out of crushed glass. And then the other piece is one of those happy accidents. I was uh, making a piece, and when we cut the circle to be the base of the piece, it cracked. 
And so rather than throw that glass away, I've taken it and I am adding other chopped pieces of glass and I'm creating the base of what eventually is going to be an ocean wave crashing. Wow, awesome. When a door closes, another one opens, right? Every time. All right. um, I want to talk a little bit about the experience of teaching people and what that is like for you. Um, Do you have any interesting stories or maybe people that you've met through these? Oh, well, we've we've taught all sorts of people. I guess our most the most fun we have is with the young people. Uh, We have a one workshop that's that's kind of an experience and it's a small piece uh, making ornaments uh, for Christmas and for example we've got one family that has been coming in for over 10 years every Christmas the whole family comes in father mother kids and they make Christmas ornaments and so we've gotten to watch the kids grow the oldest son, for example, uh, was very little when he started, and now he's in Texas A&M. So, wow. <laughs> you know, and he still comes in and makes his ornaments. And, and each child has a collection. And over the years, we've watched them grow in mm-hmm. their techniques, in their styles, and uh, in what they're doing. But it's, it's a lot of fun experiencing the first time somebody making something with pieces of crushed glass and Mm -hmm. then you open up the kiln and you bring it out and they get to see their finished piece that they either hang on their own tree or give to grandma and grandpa so that's a lot of fun that's beautiful wow that's amazing that now it's like part of their tradition even to go every year every year something that they can do together as well awesome um when are classes available to go and learn how to do stained glass? Mainly what we do, um, the stained glass class itself is a six weeks class. Oh, okay, okay. So those are are rigid and we've got classes that are probably gonna be starting uh, somewhere around the May timeframe. We've just got some things going on so that's put off a little because it is such a long class and it is a commitment of you know 12 hours over a period of six weeks to make a piece right for fused glass experiences and to do mosaics and painting on glass uh those are you we do those uh primarily now by appointment only so you can call and say hey i'd like to come in and do a piece of glass and learn about it and we agree on a time and uh, you can come in and so primarily during our shop time uh, we're available all the time to do that so we we have people booked in fact I've got a lady coming in tomorrow that's going to learn painting on glass awesome Uh, we had uh, a grandma with her grandchild and her daughter come in yesterday um we do date nights. Awesome. So if you've got four people or more, uh, you can do an after hours or an early evening. And a lot of people come in. It takes about an hour and a half mm-hmm. to work with the glass. And then you pick up the finished piece later after we fire it. 
Uh, but it's something people will come in early. They'll do a date night, and then they'll go and have dinner in downtown Bryan. So it's a it's a different ex- different thing to do uh, on the weekend and things like that. Right, yeah. out of the routine. Awesome. Right. Would you like to remind our audience what the store hours are? Uh, our store hours are Tuesday through Friday from 11 to 6, and then Saturday from 10 to 4.30. And if you want to go check their website, once again, it's brazzlesglassworks.com, and their address is 202B West 26th Street, Bryan, Texas, in historic downtown Bryan. Well, thank you so much, Debbie. I learned so much. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you for stopping by. Of course, anytime. Right now we will be listening to a performance by the United States Army Field Band and Soldiers Chorus, and they will be performing the Jedi Steps and Finale from Star Wars, The Force Awakens. And this is transposed by Paul Lavender. Hope you enjoy.
We are nearing the end of our show. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to Debbie Jessick for stopping by and enlightening me on um, glasses and artwork. And once again, thank you to Dr. Ball from the AVPA uh, for allowing me to record the United States Army Field Band and Soldiers Chorus. I hope you guys enjoyed and make sure to tune in next week.